y'all what is going on this is your man l jamal coming through with another edition of never how to bounce this is a place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts today is a monday morning special which means we got some more sports to go over we will be going over the mlb we're giving you guys well i'll be giving you guys a wrap up of what occurred over the weekend going over the scores going over the standings as well uh i also have some nfl news to get through as well as well as some preseason action to get over so let's get let's go over all that right now let's get right into it we're gonna start off in the nfl of course and i got some news to share and starting out in dallas it looks like uh running back zeke elliott has still is still gonna be sitting out he wants a new contract and they are still at odds right now he decided to hold out for the entire season if needed if a deal can't be reached uh cowboys owner uh jerry jones remains unaffected uh, he went on to say in, on the dallas radio show earlier this week elliot's holdout is a part of the ongoingness of the nfl that's his direct quotes he ain't tripping he thinks he can, he can get a deal done at any point in time i don't know maybe he's right uh cr- currently zeke is under contract for this year for 300 uh, sorry 3.85 million this year and he will be uh due to make 9.5 million next year actually 9.05 million next year now in terms of the top running backs uh in the uh, league in terms of their salary Todd Gurley is currently getting 14.375 million this year Le'Veon Bell who's gonna be playing for the Jets uh this season he'll be getting through 13.125 million this year on, I think a, a, a 60 million dollar overall contract uh Zeke is saying he wants 50 million uh, I think he I think number wise I think he believes he deserves it and I think he's on par uh, with Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell I don't think that's the issue I think his problem is the off, off the field issues I think he has a whole lot of issues he needs to deal with outside of football uh, in terms of his behavior and I think in some in some ways uh, some some GMs or uh, the GMs he's working with right now and the people that's trying to make a contract for him right now is probably seeing some of that seeing some of his off the field behavior and they're kind of shaky about it I'm not saying he doesn't deserve 15 million. I don't think I don't think he does. I don't. Well, the thing about 15 million is, is he better than than Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell? I don't know about that. I think he deserves to be somewhere in the ballpark. I would have said 12 million, maybe even giving him 13 million to be on on par with Le'Veon Bell. But again, I don't know if he's worth more than those guys, especially if you factor in all the off-field stuff again but if Le'Veon Bell was able to you know get 13 million for all the stuff he's well for what it's worth Le'Veon Bell isn't necessarily getting in trouble with the league he, he just held out for an entire year uh he did pursue some rap songs or whatever but again he didn't get himself in trouble uh like Ezekiel Elliott did so there's no there's no threat of that either so I can see uh the, the Cowboys kind of being uh iffy about it because again he is he does get into a trouble off off of the football field that being Zeke so again I don't know where to stand with this one I definitely think he deserves more than nine million bucks uh or actually three the three million bucks he's going to be getting this year and definitely more than nine million that he's getting next year but I don't know if he deserves 10 but that's me I'm not I'm not the one to really get into that uh but let's move on we got some news coming from Arizona and it looks like defensive lineman Darius Phylon has been cut out cut from the team after being arrested at Phoenix on Friday for aggravated assault with a weapon god damn um 
and it's gonna take a while. Well, I don't know. I mean, it might not. It might not take forever, depending on how this investigation goes for me to get another job. But we'll see. Uh, he was recently signed to a two-year deal with the team back in March. He also started Thursday in in their team's preseason game versus the Chargers, in which I believe they won that game. Uh, but again, uh, we're and, and this is not necessarily a starter. Uh, definitely somebody coming off the bench was providing some good depth uh, for the Cardinals. Again, he started in the preseason game, uh, but again, he's looking like uh, well, he's definitely cut from this team. I don't know what his future is in the NFL. I guess that would have to be determined by what uh, happens with his trial. Well, his eventual, uh, I guess it will be a trial if he's found uh, if, if he's found guilty. Guilty of, of uh, aggravated assault and whatever comes from that. Uh, but finally, we have one last bit of news here. And uh, this one is pertaining to your boy Antonio Brown. We got some more foolishness coming from him. Uh, the strangest wide receiver ever is now contemplating retirement due to the NFL's, uh, NFL's new rules on helmets. He can now no longer use the same helmet he has used for the past 10 years. Uh, Brown complains that the new helmets stick out too far. I believe that would be in the face mask area and messes up his vision when he's trying to catch a pass. The Raiders have already sent him uh, numerous different uh, different helmets to try to see if he'll be coaxed into that or you know they can talk him into that he's not feeling it I think this is just a silly trip in my opinion but then again I don't know you know I'm not the, the all-star football player earlier this week or actually earlier uh early early on this offseason uh Antonio met well, actually this week actually for this uh he met with a league arbitrator as well as league officials player reps and also NFL players association reps as well just to kind of discuss how he's feeling about it where the NFL is standing where it's rules of course there is no uh, there has been no agreement but the NFL says that they will have a, a ruling about this uh, subject at least that sometime this week uh, now, Antonio is still recovering from a frost, from an issue of severe frostbite uh, in a chiro. Uh, he recently did some cyrotherapy or chirotherapy. I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, in France earlier, a uh, couple months, well, last month, I believe. Uh, he has frostbite on both his feet, so he's been dealing with that. Uh, so, again, he, you know, he hasn't really been... Um, a, a main fixture at practice they're still trying to get him uh you know up to speed i saw the first episode of hard knocks which is okay by the way um not too bad of course john gruden and a a antonio bell are the uh characters that we thought they would be but again i'm more concerned about the success on the field i could care less about silly shows about this uh, but again, uh, he's dealing with that, and uh, again, it's just this is just another setback. Uh, this time, it's not has nothing to do with football. So again, for me, it's just for me, it's more silliness, it's more foolishness. Uh, Antonio, like I said, uh, the well, let's talk more about the NFL's policy regarding these helmets. The NFL's new policy has been to uh, well, has been to ban helmets uh, that, have, that have not been certified by a national operating committee for athletic standards and athletic equipment. So uh, there you go. Um, that's that's pretty much the issue here. Uh, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, Antonio may have his grievances, but the league, you know, they're they're all about safety uh, in this in this modern era, and he kind of has to go with that. I, I don't, again. I guess it's a matter of comfortability. He said he could see better at those helmet, out of his personal helmet that he's had for so so long. Uh, again, uh, the league is going to push to him safety. So again, I think the league is going to push that. I think 
you know, the league definitely has a point because, again, if something happens to him, uh, the league could be held liable. So, again, I, I mean, if he, but again, if he's going to choose to wear his helmet and forgo all that, then I think the league should just say, well, uh, you don't want to follow our standard. Well, we're not liable for anything that happens to you. I think the league should kind of just say, forget it. Wear your helmet. We'll let you be. But if something happens, don't come look. I tell them straight up, don't come looking to us to, to give you something extra. I mean, we told you uh, what the deal was. Uh, your helmet is technically, has been, yeah, well, just been flat out, has been, de- has been deemed unsafe. And on top of that, uh, equipment over 10 years old is banned as well. And just in case you think this is just just an Antonio Brown problem or, you know, maybe he's being singled out. No, Tom Brady uh, has had issues with his helmet as well. And he's not so happy about that either. He's had one of his old, one of his personal helmets banned as well. So, again, uh, this is just a part of the a part of the game, I guess, part of the new rules. They're looking for safety, safety first. And uh, I, I, I can side with the league. Uh, but, again, if, if Antonio Brown really doesn't want to, you know, really wants to play with that, then they let him play. But, you know. Know, just kind of t- just kind of review remove yourself from any uh, liability if you can if something happens to him that's what I would tell him that's what I would try to do as an organization I mean come on I mean um, and as far as everything else as far as how I really feel about everything now with with kind of what Antonio Brown is doing and, and the, the contemplating retirement I think it's all BS I think it's silly again I, I think it's you know think he's just acting out i think he wants some more attention you know I, I think you know he thought he'd be able to just jump to jump from the steelers to another super bowl winning team another winning team and he didn't really have his way so again i think he's still acting out about that and you know i really don't like it he's a big baby to me and uh i kind of knew this going into you know when the team acquired him you know i really wasn't necessarily excited about it to be honest yeah he has great numbers he's a good player for what it's worth but i don't think mentally he's a great leader and um he's definitely being a a real diva right now and uh i really don't like it Uh, but let's move on let's go to the store the the scores from over the weekend uh saturday more notably uh these preseason scores real quick and starting off with the raiders uh they were able to get a win their first preseason win against the rams 14 to 3 was the final score let's go to the stats real quick for the raiders they were led by mike lennon in terms of passing the ball he went 17 to 25 he threw for 200 touchdowns but he did throw for two interceptions uh nathan peter peterman excuse me went 9 of 12 uh, and through the air excuse me he also threw for 66 yards and a touchdown he also had 56 yards on the ground which led the team um moving on we also had deandre washington getting the rush touchdown as well in terms of receiving we have Ke- uh, keon hunter getting two uh two catches 45 yards and we also got kevin doss uh, the robber see another backup robber see getting a touchdown catch as well on defense the later uh, the raiders excuse me were led by the defensive back nevin lawson who had four total tackles their uh, linebacker mark Kelly also had five total tackles and a defensive end. Arden Key had three total tackles and a sack. Moving on to the Rams, uh, the Rams were led by Brandon Allen through the air. Actually, sorry, John Wolfel, uh, Wolford through the air, who had uh, who went six for, six of eight. And he also threw for 54 yards. Brandon Allen, the other backup uh, quarterback, went 6-12 for 34 yards. On the ground, they were led by Daryl Henderson, who had 13 total yards. And in terms of receiving, they were led by wide receiver uh, Simba Webster, who had three catches and 27 yards. So not a lot of offense uh, from the uh, from the. Sorry from the Rams today, not at all. But they had some pretty good defensive uh, play. Uh, they were led by uh, defensive back Darius Williams, who had six total tackles. Uh, linebacker Troy Reader had seven total tackles, and defensive back 
Stephen Parker had four total tackles and uh, an interception. Uh, moving on, we got the Chiefs beating up the Bengals 38 to 17. For the Chiefs, through the air, they were led by their quarterback, well, their backup quarterback, Chase Lydon. He went 11 of 15 for 122 yards. He also threw for two touchdowns, but a pick as well. Uh, Kyle uh, Shermer, their third stringer, had went 6 of 15 for 77 yards. He also threw for a touchdown as well. On the ground, they were led by Josh Caldwell, who had 59 yards, and he also ran for a touchdown. Carlos Hyde was able to get a touchdown as well. In receiving, they were led by tight end Blake Bell, who had two catches and 37 yards. Uh, tight end Dion Yelder, wide receiver uh, Nicola Henderson, and also running back Darwin Thompson all caught touchdown passes as well. Uh, moving on to the defense, they were led by Deron Lee, uh, who had eight total tackles, and defensive back Michael Hunter, and also uh, defensive back Herb Miller, who got interceptions. For the Bengals, uh, they were led through the air by Ryan Finley, who went 13 of 18. He also threw for a touchdown and an interception. On the ground, uh, Trayvon Williams uh, rushed, uh, got a touchdown. And in terms of receiving, Jordan Ellis, uh, he had five catches, 44, 44 yards, and also a touchdown. And also, Auden Tate, their receiver, had three catches for 42 yards. On defense, they were led by uh, defensive back uh, Tony McGee, who had six total tackles. And finally, uh, to end up everything on Saturday night, we had the Niners get it done against the Cowboys. 17-9 was the final score. For the Niners, through the air, they were led by C.J. Beathard. Uh, he may be the second stringer uh, right behind, and he has Nick Mullins backing him up at the third-string third spot. But C.J. Beathard, uh, Saturday night, he went 13-17 for 141 yards. He also for a touchdown and an interception. Nick Mullins had similar numbers, um, but well, actually he went 11 of 17. Yeah, so similar numbers. Uh, 11 of 17 for 105 yards. He also threw for a touchdown and an interception. On the ground, the Niners were led by Andrew Walter, who had 38 yards. Uh, Brandon Wilds also had 29 yards. Uh, in terms of receiving, uh, raw receiver, raw receiver, excuse me. Debo Samuel had two catches and 61 yards. The other backup, Jalen Hurd, had three catches for 31 yards and also two touchdowns. Moving on to the defense, linebacker uh, Dre Greenlaw had five total tackles. Uh, we have safety Marcel Harris getting five total tackles as well. And we have linebacker Lorraine Reynolds who had four total tackles and a sack. For the Cowboys, uh, they got uh, they were led through the air by Cooper Rush, who went 16 to 20, 16 to 26, excuse me, for 142 yards on the ground. Mike Weber was able to get 18, just 18 total yards for them. In uh, in terms of catching, Devin Smith led the way with three catches and 54 yards. Tight end Blake Jarwin had four catches and 51 yards as well. And on defense, the Cowboys were led by linebacker Justin Phillips, who had five total tackles, and also linebacker Chris Coughlin, who had five total tackles as well. Uh, we're going to move on real quick and we're going to go over some MLB action. Uh, no no real news to talk about today, uh, but we'll be going over the scores and the standings as well. All right, y'all, I'll be right back. All 
All right, y'all, I am back. Like I said, I'll be going over the MLB scores uh, to wrap everything up as well as the standings as well. So let's get right into it with some AL East action from yesterday. The Yankees got it done by a run against the Blue Jays. One to zip is the final score. The Angels get it done by a run, run, run as well. This time against the Red Sox, 5-4 to four is the final score. The Giants get it done against the Phillies, 9-6. The Braves get it done against the Marlins, 5-4. to four. The Royals get a win against the Tigers, 10-2. The Orioles end up getting the, uh, getting the upset this time against the Astros, 8-7. For the Orioles, they were led by second baseman Jace Peterson, who had three hits and two RBIs. Right fielder Trey Mancini also had three hits and two RBIs as well. And third baseman Rio Ruiz had a hit and two, oh, actually a home run and two RBIs as well. Pitcher Asher Rojawowski gets the win, going for six innings, giving up four hits and three runs and a walk and three walks as well but he also got five strikeouts too but the Astros uh they got a uh, they got a home run and two RBIs from their shortstop Carlos Correa and also a two-run home run from their left fielder Michael Brantley moving on we got the uh, the Indians getting it done again against the Twins seven to three we got the Rangers uh, Rangers, excuse me, beating the Brewers one to zip. Uh, we got the uh, the Cubs getting it done against the Reds six three. We also got the Nationals getting it done against the Mets seven to four. The Cardinals end up beating the Pirates eleven to nine. The Rockies get it done against the Padres eight to three. The Rays get a win against the Mariners one to zip. And finally, the Dodgers uh, get another win. Uh, just just tacking more and more on to the league nine to three this time against the Diamond backs uh, for the Dodgers that were led by third baseman Justin Turner who hit two home runs also three RBIs as well uh, catcher Will Smith had two hits and three RBIs and pitcher Hyun Jin Ryu gets the win going for seven innings so going for seven innings giving up five hits but on but zero earned runs he also had four, four strikeouts as well for the Diamondbacks they got help from shortstop Nick Ahmed who hit a home run and also two RBIs third baseman Eduardo Escobar had two hits in the RBI as well well let's move on to the standings uh, let's get you guys going for the week uh for the for the al east the yankees are still on top they are seven it's 77 and 41 it looks like they are getting ready to wrap up that division soon eight and two in the last 10 up next we have the tampa bay rays who are 69 and 50 uh, they are just eight and a half games back uh, they are eight and two in the last 10 we have the red sox the red sox here excuse me 62 and 58 16 games back I think we can put a fork on them. They're pretty much done. I don't think we have a shot at the wild card either. Uh, they are three and seven in their last ten. Uh, we have the Blue Jays and the Orioles at the bottom. The Blue Jays are forty-nine and seventy-two. The Orioles, of course, are thirty-nine and seventy-eight. They have been eliminated. Uh, up next in the Central Division, you have uh, you still have a tie here. The Indians and the Twins. They are both uh, seventy-one and forty-seven. For the Indians, they've gone eight and two of their last ten, including two out of three of their last three against the Twins. As for the Twins, they've gone five and five in the last ten. For the uh, Chicago White Sox, they have the third place team in the Central, 52 and 64. We also have the Royals and the Tigers here. For the Royals, they are 43 and 76, and the Tigers, they are 35 and 80. Uh, moving on to the AL West, where you have the Astros, who are still on top as usual. Uh, 77 and 41 is their current record. They are eight and two in the last ten. The A's are ten games behind at 67 and 51. They are six and four in. Their last 10. The Rangers are 59 and 58 in the third place spot. Up next, we have the Angels who are 58 and 61, and the Mariners who are 40.
78-71. A uh, quick uh, look at the wild card real quick. Uh, we have... Mm. Uh, currently, uh, we have the Twins, and then uh, we also in the first place spot. In the second place spot, we uh, currently have the the Rays at 69 and 50. Uh, of course, the A's are still within striking distance at 61 and uh, 61 and 51. Uh, they're gonna have to stay on track though if they really want to make the playoffs. Um, the next nearest team would probably be Boston, but again, they're out of it. I, I think they're completely out of it. A little bit too far away, in my t in my opinion, uh, from the Rays. And I don't think they're as good as Oakland either. So you can kind of put a fork in them. Um, that's about it for the AL. Let's move on to the National League, the NL. I'm going to start off in the National League East, of course. Uh, the Braves are still on top. I don't know how they keep doing it, but they are 70 and 55 and 5 in the last 10. They are a pretty good team, though. Uh, in the second place spot, we have the Nationals, who are who keep clawing and chipping out everybody's lead. Uh, they are six and a half games back currently uh, from the Braves at 62 and 55. Uh, they are five and five in the last 10. The Mets, they're going crazy as well. Well, they are eight and two in the last ten, just eight games back at the moment, and they are sixty-one and fifty-seven. We also have the Phillies here at sixty and fifty-eight, eight and uh, eight and a half games back, and four and six in the last ten. And at the bottom, of course, we have the Marlins, who are at forty-four and seventy-three. Uh, moving on, we have in the Central, we have the Cubs here on top, who are sixty-four and fifty-four, two games up from the Cardinals at sixty-one and fifty-five. For the Cubs, they've gone seven and three in the last ten, and they're looking a lot better than they were were about a couple weeks ago uh and the cardinals they are four and six in their last 10 the brewers are at 62 and 57 they're still within striking distance just two and a half games out they're going five and five in the last 10 but they do not have a really good bullpen that's going to come back to haunt them when it counts uh we have the reds here at 56 and 50, uh, 56 and 60 they're still kind of within uh the the race if you really want to be nice to them I don't think so, uh, in my opinion, but they're six and four in the last 10. And finally at the bottom, we have the Pirates here at 48 and 69. Uh, let's move on to the NL West. The Dodgers, they still remain the best team in the, in baseball. Uh, 79 and 41 is a record. They've gone eight and two in the last 10. And there's no competition here in this division. The next closest team is 19 games back. And that is the uh, Diamondbacks. And they are just 500 at 59 and 59. They've gone five and, five and five in the last 10. So they've also gone 500 there as well uh, up next we have the Giants who are 59 and 60 one game below 500 so that puts them 19 and a half games back and they've gone four and six in the last 10 and with the uh, the heat that's coming from the, the Mets right now I told you guys y'all not making the playoffs now I don't know why you were thinking y'all was gonna do it a couple weeks before the trade deadline that was that was crazy y'all uh, Giants fans mm, 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 mm. sorry sorry Bruce Bochy you just got to just and everything on a loss, but it was a good run while y'all had it. Good run. Uh, we have the Padres here at 55 and 62, and we have the Rockies here bringing up the rear at 53 and 65. A quick look at the wild card race at the moment. Uh, this is going to be an even crazier race uh, because you have the Nationals who are definitely a well. Yeah, I would say at the top of that race right now at 62 and 55, uh, but then it gets really close. Uh, you do have uh, the Cardinals there, I would say, in the second place spot at 61 and 55, but you do have the Mets there just a couple games back in terms of the loss column. So they're at 61 and 57, uh, so they're right below the Cardinals. Uh, and then you have the Brewers in the mix as well, who are at 62 and 57. So again, uh, this is very close, a uh, very close playoff race, but as of now, uh, we do have the 
Nationals and uh, the Cardinals in those first and second place spots. But again, you have the Phillies who are in the race. Uh, you have the Mets who can challenge and the Brewers. Um, and again, if you really want to be nice, you can possibly give the Diamondbacks a pass and say that they're in the wild card. If you still want to be nice for the Giants and give them a, a, a somewhat of a nod just to be nice, then maybe. Uh, but again, with the way that the Mets are playing, you can pretty much eliminate the Diamondbacks and the Giants. That's just my opinion right there. Uh, but for now, we're going to call it a wrap, guys. And uh, for the rest of this week, uh, what I have planned for you guys is, of course, I'm going to finish up those college football previews. I'm going to be going over. But some of the mid-major conferences, uh, we went through the five prominent conferences, the five power conferences earlier this week, uh, the ACC, uh, also the SEC, Pac-12, etc. Uh, we were going over the Conference USA, the smaller conferences, Conference USA, uh, the American Conference, uh, the Mountain West, all those guys as well. So we're not necessarily out the woods yet with college football. We still got to wrap everything up there. Uh, as far as the NFL goes, I have not come out with any divisional previews. That is going to change this week. We'll be having the first coming out soon uh, as far as the word on the street goes i will be updating you guys on the trade uh discussions with the u.s and china and of course whatever comes up from that uh probably maybe some election news just to just to kind of get you guys into the mindset of that because again that is coming up next year that is important and it's coming faster than you think uh and we also um got some reviews uh well some artist reviews i want to go over uh i wanted to talk about erica badu's i believe it was her first album baduism we'll be reviewing that later on this week um and also, I want to talk about the year 2004. Musically, uh, pop culture-wise, we're going to go back and do a year-end review of that later on this week as well. And as of now, that's about it. But as, as things come about over the week, I'll be letting you guys know. And uh, be sure to follow the Facebook page. Uh, not only my personal Facebook page at L Jamal Johnny. That is spelled E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-N-I. Once again, that personal Facebook is L Jamal Johnny at E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. I also got a personal Facebook page for the actual show at Never Out of Bounds. Of course, that is Never Out of Bounds. Uh, if you're looking to get at me on uh, Instagram, I'm on there too. And I do have some links uh, all um, on my Facebook on the personal page. If you are looking uh, to just help out a little bit, uh, anything will count. Anything with a donation uh, in terms of that, I do have links for my PayPal as well as my cash app anything counts but more notably i really want the interaction and the and just the conversation with you guys so uh don't worry so much again don't worry so much about the the donations i know how people feel about it sometimes don't worry about that per se but don't don't feel afraid to reach out to me and talk to me uh constructive criticism ideas anything like that anything you might want to hear me talk about please feel free to hit me up of course i have an email as well a gmail account on top of that that is uh, ljbutler75 at gmail.com that is spelled e-l-j butler of course b-u-t-l-e-r 75 at gmail.com once again that is ljbutler75 at gmail.com that is e-l-j-butler75 at gmail.com all right y'all i'm gonna wrap this up for today if anybody hasn't told you yet i love you peace out one love and i'll holla at y'all soon all right now